So I recently had a friend ask me, will you ever be done? I think we are the type of people who will be decluttering the rest of our lives. The old me would have agreed with her observation, but I do realize that I've come a long way with new habits. I've stopped the flow of incoming items by processing mail before I walk upstairs, and I've become a mindful shopper. Cleaning once was a chore for me has now become a meditative practice. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Our guest today is Tara Latta. Tara is one of my clients. We've tidied together for 15 hours over a four-month period, plus a recent two-hour virtual tidy to address some of her sentimental items. So she is a For the Love of Tidy graduate of Tidy. Today, we will take a deep dive into her Kanmari tidying journey and the impact it's had on her life. Welcome to Spark Joy, Tara. Thank you so much for having me, Karen and Kristen. I've learned so much from your previous guests, and it's an honor to share my journey on my favorite podcast. So glad you're here. Now, before we jump into discussing your tidying progress, let's take a step back. Can you remember the moment when you were first introduced to KonMari or the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up? And what was going on at that point in your life that made you decide to commit to this KonMari path? Sure. So organizing was a topic of interest among my friends, as many of us were lugging around more personal items than necessary since our college days. I first bought The Magic of Tidying Up in January 2015, hoping this might be the magic bullet to declutter my home once and for all. I read the book and finished both clothes and book categories, but hit a block at papers, which became a pattern over the next few years for me a very common theme and why people decide to get organized, that they see that they have accumulated way too much stuff over a long period of time. And and I've just decided that it's the time to do it. The motivation is there and they're ready to go. What about the moment that you decided to hire Kristen? Was there something about hiring a professional and making the investment that made you decide that this was something that you wanted to look into? (laughs) Yes. Like many others, I watched the Tidying Up with Marie Kondo Netflix series, and I was re-inspired by the methodology. Because I had started KonMari and stopped at the paper category several times over the years, I accepted that this time I really needed support and accountability. I also knew that I gained energy from body doubling, which is basically when an individual feels more focused by the presence of another person. So at that time, I conducted a Google search and I found Kristen's website, which I found to be very warm and inviting. We had initial phone consult to determine our fit, and I immediately felt connected to Kristen, and I was excited about the prospect of working with her. We started at the end of last year, and I went at my own pace. The process took me nine months, and so I like to tell people now that I birthed a home full of joy. You sure did, and your home and your circumstances were very unique. So I'd love for you to tell SparkJoy listeners about your project, the space that we had before us. Sure. I share an 1100 square foot apartment in Chicago with my husband, Ben. And in terms of volume, 
while I have a smaller space, the amount of clutter that I had was very dense. I had over 25 boxes and three of the KonMari categories that included paper, kimono, and sentimental. There was a very particular type of box you used as well to store things. (laughs) I believe you were moving some things in from a storage unit as well into your space, right? That's right. Yep. I initially thought I was going to have you come over in the storage unit, but ultimately decided to move and then face my stuff within the home after the move. And so that turned out to be the best method for me. That's really the best way to do it. And I will link your boxes in the show notes because I know (laughs) you love them so much. And they were really a way to kind of tidy the work in progress, so to speak, and stack them so nicely as we made decisions. (laughs) I do love those boxes. (laughs) Well, I can't wait to see what they look like as well. One of the things that we always talk about here on the show is this idea of starting with a vision, which of course is the first thing you do in KonMari is you have a vision for living your best life going forward. And that consists of all of the goals that you have for your ideal lifestyle and what you want your environment to look like. So Tara, for you, what did those goals and what did the vision look like for you in your home? Well, to help determine my goals and vision, I completed the Visualizing Your Best Life section in Kristen's Tidy Home Joy Journal. And what I learned was my ideal day in the life um, included taking a walk and making fresh meals, deeply listening and connecting with friends and family, and traveling lightly with no physical or mental burden. And spoiler alert, I'm able to do all of those things today. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) A few other things that I learned is My ideal living environment included everything has a home and everything I see brings me joy. My personal mantra became there is space within the space. And my aspirational and anchoring word for this year is spacious. I often ask myself to this day, does this feel or look spacious? That's a great jumping off point for all the decisions that you made moving forward. Did you feel that any time during the moments that we spent together that you had to make some temporary sacrifices in order to make room for the decisions and the time where you had to tidy with me or independently in between lessons? Mm -hmm. Personally, I needed to reframe my assumptions of what to keep. I would say that I am a third generation paper collector. And so with that, I had to challenge the belief that every paper document should be saved and organized in a filing cabinet. Once I embraced this new way, it really was incredibly freeing to release all of the unnecessary paper I'd been hanging on to for many years. I think most people find that when they begin to let go of paper, there's a big sigh of relief when they finally begin to let go of that paper. And it's like a big snowball. You let go of a little, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this feels good. Let's just keep going. But yeah, I I love that. I love that moment. But along with all of the motivation and hard work and successes along the way, there are often times when people have moments when they just feel like giving up because just so much. And it's hard work. Did you have times like that while you were going through the process? Absolutely. I felt blocked and overwhelmed a few times during the process. One remedy was finding community in the Spark Joy Club, Reddit, and Discord. I also found concrete support using Saya Hillman's Cross It Off Day, which is basically spending the day with other folks to work on your personal task list. 
Another thing that I would do is I would try to quickly assess my overwhelm by asking a few questions. Is there too much clutter out for this current round of sorting? Is the workspace clean? Am I maintaining the categories I've already finished? I would say that my longest block was during paper, which is no surprise given my history. And unknowingly, I was making a major mistake. I was very clear that paper items such as birthday cards should be moved to the sentimental category, but I was struggling with certain paper items that I deemed should not be sentimental, but I still had an emotional attachment. And I later learned that they really should be moved to sentimental. I was also creating a narrative that I had a paper problem. And it was helpful to hear Kristen state in one of her previous videos that paper has such a low joy factor. Don't give it energy or attention. That insight really helped push me over the hump. My tried and true method for feeling stuck was reminding myself of the levity and happiness I felt when I finished clothes with Kristen. It was the first time I looked in my closet and every piece of clothing and accessory brought me inherent joy. I thought that feeling would fade over time, but I still smile ear to ear when I walk in the closet. And I would think to myself when I was feeling stuck, what if my entire home gave me that feeling? That's a great tip for anyone who is stuck during this process, just to take a moment and recognize the progress that you've made so far and to check in to see if you are maintaining the spaces that you've already handled, like in your case, Tara, the kitchen and the closet as well. So do you feel like even to this day, those still make you smile? And even though you have some sentimental things and maybe some excess paper as well to work through, those spaces are still recharging you? Absolutely. I have come a long way with my new habits over the course of my journey, and I've made a concerted effort to maintain those completed categories while as I worked on new categories, knowing that this was practice for my new lifestyle. Yay! I recently had a friend ask me, will you ever be done? I think we are the type of people who will be decluttering the rest of our lives. The old me would have agreed with her observation. But I do realize that I've come a long way with new habits. I've stopped the flow of incoming items by processing mail before I walk upstairs, and I've become a mindful shopper. Cleaning once was a chore for me has now become a meditative practice. Great. You even bought some board games, I think, for your relatives (laughs) during the holidays. I remember that was a really thoughtful gift, too. Yes, especially with... The recent quarantine, we've been enjoying a lot of board games. (laughs) The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey. If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on Join the Club to get started. And now back to the show. Now that you're on the other side of your decluttering process, and as Marie says, just as you stated, this is the time that you're doing it once and for all. Have you shifted your time and energy to improving other areas of your life beyond your home? 
Yes. I do think there's a connection for me with the heaviness of physical clutter and physical weight. And so since I've started my Kanmari journey, I've lost 30 pounds. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. And I was not on a diet. So I do credit it to this process. Karen Kingston wrote in her book, Clearing the Clutter, after you've cleared the junk out of your home, it doesn't feel right to keep putting junk food in your body. And I do think that's what's changed in me. Wow. Love that. What about your career and will them finance in with that one as well? Yes. So with career, one thing about me is I've loved to work since I was 10 years old and I've spent my entire life building my experience and skills. My mom was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And through this tiding journey, I've taken a sabbatical from work to spend quality time with her and the rest of my family. I'm also very passionate about mentoring and uncovering insights. And I finally made the leap to join a coaching certification program to continue to foster those skills. It's truly been a transformative year to myself of who I am and how I want to show up for friends and family. I learned through this process that I'm a thoughtful gift giver, but I have not been as thoughtful with my own purchases. I've evolved into some mindful spending, and I have an intention and purpose for each new item and a clear idea of where it'll be stored. I also have a newfound joy meter, and I've only bought two decorative pieces since my journey started. Both items were off the joy charts. Wow, that's so great. Well, what about relationships? How have those changed in your life since you have completed your Kanmai journey? I would say that I'm more present with my friends and family. And that was one of the things that I had set off on this journey was to really be a deep listener and to spend my time, you know, present with my friends and family. And I absolutely have accomplished that through this journey. What was very interesting about our time together was that we actively tidied before COVID existed and after, and we also tidied in person as well as virtual. So you had a bit of a combination of Kumari guidance. I'm curious how the Kumari lifestyle impacted your quarantine lifestyle. Did you feel like having this joy meter and all of the other lessons that you've already shared with us helped you make the best of this time at home? Yes. It couldn't be a better time to do the Kamari journey this year, to be quite honest, because of the fact that, you know, most of us are quarantining at home. We have little control over how long this is going to last, what it's going to look like in our, you know, communities. But one thing I did feel control over was what I could do day in and day out within my home. And so it allowed me to really focus my time and energy on the work that I needed to do through this journey to really focus in on my day-to-day habits. And I had a lot more time to do that. So I'd say that the quarantine, as we've spoken about before, Kristen, is there's no more FOMO. So there's plenty of time to really face our personal belongings and make some decisions about where those things belong, whether in our home or, you know, releasing to the universe. Amazing. And of course, as a dedicated SparkJoy listener, we can't leave you without asking at this very moment, what sparks the most joy in your life? (laughs) Summer. (laughs) Bring on the sun humidity for me. Summer was not canceled. And I'm very grateful for the quieter moments this summer, like eating a home-cooked meal, dinner outside with my mom watching my four-year-old niece run through the sprinkler and taking a walk in the fresh air. 
That's so great. I also have found that I unexpectedly really like being outdoors. <laughs> I've actually had four outdoor dining experiences at our new outdoor living restaurant. And I'm like, you know, this is kind of nice. I don't mind this at all. And I was always like, I went the coldest back corner in the restaurant. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. We really have had a chance to explore the sun and all of the things that summer brings this particular year. So I think that's a great thing to bring you joy. So now I'd like to ask, do you have any parting words of wisdom for a listener who may be struggling with getting through their KonMari tiding event, or maybe they are even thinking about this idea of hiring a KonMari consultant to help them along the way? In terms of the KonMari process, I believe it is one of the best inexpensive methods for self-discovery. As you let go of items that no longer serve you, you make the physical and mental space to become who you want to be. Now, in terms of investing in a KonMari consultant, without a doubt, hiring Kristen has been one of the best decisions for enhancing my life. I wanted to work with an expert, and consultants have a wealth of knowledge from spending thousands of hours working with clients. Every session, I felt motivated and inspired with nuggets of wisdom and customized ideas of how to sort through and store my belongings. My last session with Kristen was a virtual session on the sentimental category, which had a mix of decorative pieces and paper. It was budget-friendly and equally effective as an in-person session. I'm looking forward to future virtual sessions as I work through my digital clutter. Next. We're all spending a bit more time at home these days for the health and safety of ourselves, our family, and our community. Are you feeling a little too close to your clutter for comfort? Maybe you're buried under stuff in the home office or craft space or you're trying to carve out dedicated space for work or homeschool in your basement or on your dining room table. Or maybe you've noticed just how much time you're wasting looking for important papers and emails instead of shifting your time, energy, and resources towards the things that truly matter. During quarantine, my number one priority is to get as many people as possible clutter-free and prepared for the other side of this challenging season. If you're regularly asking yourself, where should I put this? Or am I letting go of enough? Or am I even doing this right? As you can Mari, a customized virtual tidying experience may be the perfect next step for you. While stay-at-home ordinances are activated, I'm continuing to offer virtual KonMari-based active tidying lessons, including a tidy desk special, perfect for those working or learning from home. Visit ForTheLoveOfTidy.com and click Free Consult to discuss the various virtual organizing options available to help you dig out and choose joy once and for all. And I so look forward to continuing to work with you, Tara. And thank you so much for sharing all of your great insights and really walking us through. Thank you for having me as a guest on your show. It's been a pleasure speaking with both of you. If you'd like to hear and see more about Tara's home and her project, you can check out our article in Bloomberg, Purging Your Stuff is the New Conspicuous Consumption. We were both featured in that article and you get to see the beautiful Chicago skyline that is Tara's backdrop for her home. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how Kamari has impacted your life. 
head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. To extend your tidying experience, you can join the SparkJoy Club. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the SparkJoy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.